Hey guys, and welcome to True Crime Tuesday here on Spill the Tea with BNT. I'm your host, Brooke. And I'm your host, Tori. We want to say that this episode does contain graphic content such as description of the crime scene, wounds, and violence. If any of these topics upset you, please click off. Today's episode is the unbelievable case of Kendrick Johnson. I feel like everybody has an opinion on this case, and if you don't after this podcast, you will. So let's go to the beginning. January 11th, 2013, 17-year-old Kendrick Johnson's body was discovered upside down headfirst in a rolled-up gym mat in Lowndes High School in Valdosta, Georgia. So what do we know? Unfortunately, not enough. The day before he was discovered, January 10th, he was marked absent from his class and was supposed to be attending an after-school program. After not returning home that night, his mother called the police and reported him missing. The next day, after still no sign of him, Kendrick's mother, Jackie, went to Lowndes High School. She was able to print missing person flyers and left to distribute them and wait to hopefully hear from her son. Later that day, two girls noticed socks sticking out of one of the mats. Another student got on the bleachers to take a further look, and when he did, he saw two legs sticking out of the mats. Students called 911 and pushed the mat over to try and get him out. They started pulling him out headfirst and only got part of the way before seeing both blood and vomit. The teacher dismissed the students and the school went into a full lockdown. Kendrick's mother, Jackie, was contacted, who had been at the school just hours before she was notified that her son was deceased. An investigation began into what happened. Evidence showed that Kendrick was in the mat for 21 hours before he was discovered. Their theory was that Kendrick used the mat, like he and many other students did, to store his items. There were several mats varying in size, thickness, and height in the corner of the gymnasium. People knew he used one of these mats to store a pair of shoes he shared with another student. Those shoes were discovered at the bottom of the mat. From the evidence at the crime scene and witnesses' stories matching up, investigators ultimately concluded that Kendrick was reaching into the mat or his pair of shoes when he became stuck and was unable to get out. The medical examiner declared only 24 hours after he was found that he had died of positional asphyxia, which is when a person's unable to get enough air due to the position of their body. But Kendrick's family was not satisfied with this information. Things just weren't adding up to them. And the very next day, they reached out to an independent investigator to look into the case. The first skeptical fact was that there were, in fact, two shoes with Kendrick. The ones at the bottom of the mat, but also another pair that were off his feet and on top of his body in the mat. Kendrick's shoulder width was also 19 inches, but the mat was only 14 inches wide. How could he have fit in there without forcing himself in and knowing he would end up stuck? His arms were also found straight to his side and not reaching forward as if he had been trying to reach the shoes. Then when they performed an independent autopsy, they discovered that all of his organs were missing and replaced with newspaper. After locating a bruise on his neck, they determined it was instead blunt force trauma. Photos of his body are shared all over online. I don't recommend looking into them because they are very graphic. In those photos, there are pictures of his face that are extremely swollen and discolored. There was also blood at the scene that was never tested, and investigators wore no protective gear in the gymnasium when examining this evidence. Then the surveillance video was released to the public. Then the surveillance video from the gymnasium was released to the public. There is hundreds of hours of video, but some of the files are corrupted and unable to view. Most had inconsistent timestamps, while others are blurry and you can barely see anything. Many fault the police department for this since instead of taking the equipment and taking the video they needed, they let the school's IT worker send over the files to police. In the video, you see Kendrick walk in at 1.09 p.m. with only one person beside him walking the opposite direction while he runs toward the corner of the gym where the mats are located. There were four cameras in that gym. 
only two caught Kendrick on video and none of them clearly captured the top of the mats where he ended up. These cameras were motion activated and you see seven people walk in the gym within three minutes of Kendrick, but there was no evidence of any of these people once they entered the gym that was provided to the police. There was also no footage showing the discovery of the body or anything that followed until you finally get a video of him being wheeled out of the gymnasium in a body bag. So where's all this footage? What happened to the video of the people entering the gym or even just discovering the body? The Johnson family attorney said, we believe this is anything but a coincidence. After all of this compelling evidence, the Johnson family filed lawsuits against the school board, the funeral home, and 38 individuals. Two of those individuals were brothers Brian and Brandon Bell. According to Jackie, the Bell brothers had been bullying Kendrick and even had a physical altercation on the bus two years prior. Before Kendrick's death, Jackie even went to the school about the brothers harassing him. The Johnson family even went as far as to claim that the Bell brothers' father, who was an FBI agent, made the boys kill Kendrick. People were speculating that the brothers who weren't cooperating with the investigation may have had something to hide. They didn't stand for the slander, though even when Ebony Magazine wrote a story about Kendrick Johnson's case, they mentioned that two male students who were unnamed murdered him and put him in gym mat. The Bell family sued the magazine for slander, and Brandon even said on a TV interview later that he and Kendrick were good friends. That's something that Jackie heavily disputed. The speculation was adding up against the state's investigation, so the case was reopened. They even raided the Bell brothers' house, but found no evidence linking them to the crime. They ultimately concluded that it was indeed an accident, even despite a third autopsy that also determined that the cause of death was blunt force trauma. Investigators dispute all of the Johnson's claims, saying there's a complete lack of evidence anyone went into the gym after Kendrick and harmed him in any way. They also said the stuffing of his body with newspaper was common and the media was reporting just a lot of fictional information. So with all that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into our theories. Um, I do have a theory that he was murdered. I don't think it was an accident. I don't think he just happened to fall into the mat. Um, there have been some recent videos and recent statements that have came out in the news that we are not going to touch too much on because they have not been confirmed. There is a lot going on and there's always, you know, updates online of what's going on. But like I said, I don't think Kendrick just fell in the mat. The way that his body was placed, his shoulder width, there's just too much that doesn't add up. And I definitely think that it was a inside job, whether it was another student, teacher, parent, whatever. It definitely was not an accident, in my opinion. So, like I said, I feel like people are very one way or the other. Either it was definitely an accident or he was definitely murdered. This is actually one of those cases where I I really don't know. Looking into it, I was sure one moment and then the, the next, you know, I was like, maybe it was an accident. I don't know. The part that really convinces me every time that I think about it that this wasn't an accident is that there was two autopsies, two out of three, that confirmed it was blunt force trauma. And the fact that if the theory is correct that he was reaching for these shoes, why were his hands by his side? Why were his hands reaching out in front of him, trying to grab the shoes like they probably would be? Why would you go headfirst diving your shoes? You're not going to pick it up with your teeth. It doesn't make any sense. I think really maybe it wasn't full-on murder. That's, that's kind of my only best guess is he wasn't murdered maybe intentionally. Maybe it was a prank gone wrong or maybe something happened or people were joking around, pushed him in the mat and then didn't really think anything of it. Or maybe it was just 
a type of harassment that someone was doing to him where they they shoved him in the mat thinking, you know, someone's going to come in and find him, obviously. But I don't I don't know, honestly. My biggest question is, if he was in that mat and he was alive at any point, why didn't anyone hear him? Yes, it may have been muffled, but why didn't anyone hear him? It would have taken him a long time to die just in that position. It wouldn't have been something super quick. Someone would have heard him make some noise. So I just have so many questions. I really can't pick a strong side, but I think my gut is saying this is not an accident. And that's it for another True Crime Tuesday episode. We will see you guys on Saturday. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Love and support. That's it for another True Crime Tuesday episode. We will see you guys on Saturday.